Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Rings and Dragons. Uh, actually, it's just Rings and Dragons. He's going to be mad at me for using the article. It's okay, because uh, he doesn't pay me, so he gets what he pays for. Uh, Ryan has kicked off uh, this episode. He's going to be back. Uh, we're going to talk about the extended edition of Return of the King. This one is the actually long one, in my opinion. I'm pretty sure it's over four hours. But then again, I was so wrong on my estimates of the other ones uh, I don't really know how long this one was. I just remember it does actually feel longer, probably because it has, you know, this drawn out um, ending, which I remember in the theater when we when we watched the film, the ending felt like it was long and drawn out, but it didn't feel, uh, it didn't feel excessive, like it felt long because movies don't usually have an ending that long, but none of it felt like it shouldn't be there, to me. Uh, and I guess that's because, as I was saying in previous reviews, I was very invested in these characters by this time. Like, you've lived, by this point, you've lived two years of your life uh, with these characters. And that's if you haven't read the book, which at the time, I had not read the book. Um, I didn't actually get into reading fantasy until later in my life. And I have since read Lord of the Rings a couple of times. Love it. Great book. Um, it definitely is, like, high... Uh, fantasy so like you have to be into that sort of thing but by this point you've already lived two years of your life with these characters and you've watched them experience these things and you don't really if you haven't read the book you really don't know what's going to happen you have a suspicion yes they're going to destroy the ring the earth is going to be saved middle earth is going to be saved but uh you don't really know how that's going to happen and then they do and you see it all and then you know the ending has this long drawn out bit where you're getting this proper wind down because I do know that there are some movies out there where like, you know, you get like 
three minutes at the end after the you get a three minute denouement, as they say. Uh, denouement. Denouement, which is after the climax of the thing, the conflict is over. Now you get a wrap up, and like you, uh, you know, jump up and give each high other five. high fives in the pause in credit. the sunset, and then it's pause and credits roll. This Whereas you have an hour. This you have an hour. <laughs> it feels like it's probably not an hour. It's probably like. 40 minutes or so. It's at least but, 30. But it's not actually as extended. We'll talk about this. It's not actually as extended as the book. You've read the book, haven't you? It's been a long time. Do you remember what Middle happens? School? Do you remember what happens in the end of Lord of the Rings, the book, when they come home? No. When they come home, the Shire has been taken over by like Sauron's goons, basically. Okay. They're like, uh, some of them are hobbits. But, like, think of uh, Vichy France in uh, World War II. Like, that's basically what's going on. And if I recall correctly, uh, the four hobbits who return are thrown in prison and, like, have to break out of prison and take the Shire back over. And there's some interesting philosophical stuff in there about the idea of, like, when the the uh, men who believe in your civilization enough are away defending the civilization, those who don't believe in the civilization can, like, undermine it at home. Uh, and in the book, it actually plays a long role. It's like 30 or 40, maybe 50 pages of this extended, drawn-out story before you get the rest of the Lord of the Rings. But I don't know. I just thought about uh, thought about that and what it would have been like if they had stuck that in the film. Now you would I'm have had another I film. never finished the book. You might not have finished the book because it's kind of up your alley, that, that bit. Um, yeah. There's a fair bit of, uh, you know, there's a fair bit of uh, political philosophy in there. Um, but in this, you basically just get the emotional decompression of this story, especially because, you know, <laughs> Sam and Frodo were in a bad spot for the entire, uh, past two films, Return of the King, Two Towers. They are in like, they're just screwed the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, and that's even more so in the extended editions. Their, their stuff, it's like, man, like just how much can one person take? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I really liked it, liked it though. Uh, I don't know what you thought of this because this is the longest one. It is the longest one. Uh, but it is a, um, I don't know. It's still a good, you know, it's still a great film, obviously. Yeah. But there was a point where I was like, how much longer (laughs) is this? You know, I kind of get to this like, you know, uh, it was, it was after the ring is destroyed. Right? Yeah, I, I'm still at a point where I'm like, there's probably there, a lot left. Yeah. How is there so much left? <laughs> uh, so this is the first movie I watched with my kid in the room. Mm. Okay, so my son, my son, yeah. just to be has clear. he seen the other Lord of the Rings movies? No, no, really? not necessary. So you introduced him with the most violent one. Well, of all, yeah. all actually, you know what? I will say uh, this one, like parts of it are more violent, but I actually think. If you were to do a uh, an amount of blood rating, I think Two Towers is more violent. I think Two Towers actually has more blood. There's there's a lot of blood. Yeah, in Rings Two of Towers. Power is actually the most. The Rings of Power is quite a bit, but uh, I'm pretty sure Two Towers, in a technical sense, is more violent than uh, Return of the King. Even though Return of the King is one giant dragged out battle that just goes on and on and on and on and on. Which yeah, is very but interesting. it's still it's a lot of wide shots, a lot of. Um... Yeah, People getting not, crushed, it's, yeah, it's really but you not, don't actually... It's really not as bad. Yeah. Um, when you get to those really super close-up kind of 
you know, Those, like, in, like in a, your face battles, like, and, like Helms Deal. taught us, it's Galadriel, stand, yeah. twist, <laughs> gut. Remember? Yeah, which apparently you gut by withdrawing the sword At an angle. directly. No, what you do when twist. you gut is uh, you, you just stab and draw across. That's how you gut. And uh, those of us who have hunted know that. So, so we've been keeping track of scores. We had 91% for Fellowship, 95 for the Two Tower, 93 for Return of the King. Uh, the audience score actually drops quite a bit. 95, 95 to 86. 86? I wonder why that is. Well, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. Uh, it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of a drop. I would still give it at least a 9 out of 10. Although I guess technically 86 does that. I'm fine with going 9, 9, 8. I'm fine with that. Okay. Or even 95, 95, 90. You know, I mean, it, it deserves a little bit of a drop. It does kind of. It does deserve a little bit of a kind drop. Kind of a drop. But I will say the extended actually, I think, improves the does story. It? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see what why that is for you. Okay. Because I kind of expected this would be the one you let you like actually kind of disliked by the end. Well, just because it is so long. So the scene that I'm going to talk about is actually I'm going out of order, uh, but uh, they listed in this article is the mouth of Sauron. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, Because okay. of that, that is not in the, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Is not the teeth thing. The yeah. teeth thing. That is not in the original. And that was actually the thing that creeped my son out the most. That's not in the original? No, not at all. None of that? No. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, see, this this is part of <laughs> I just have no idea what was in the original. <laughs> all right, another thing that was cut uh, was Aragorn healing uh, Eowyn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And Eowyn and Faramir meeting. Yeah, is also known like you don't get this. Well, I think there there was, you know, you could be annoyed that like because in Two Towers it really does seem like uh, Aragorn is like stringing Eowyn along, and then just kind of like no, I'm I'm spoken for, you know, uh, and it's kind of like it's it seems it really inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, seems really inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> And then, like, you get that. So, you do get this one scene in the extended edition where, like, Eowyn, oh, she, like, finds somebody who will, like, return her affection and yeah. is also a warrior. It is kind of, yeah, so. yeah. I guess you never really, you know, I didn't pick up on it at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, when I first saw it years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even in the, it's not even in that. Well, the Aragorn. The, not, the Aragorn, <laughs> the Aragorn thing is. I kind yeah. of, I feel like I knew about it before the extended editions, but. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just when I watched the extended versions, because I, I suspect they probably dragged that out a bit more too, or like showed more mm. of it. Uh, but like, there's a lot in Two Towers of them interacting, and you getting this notion like, oh, she's like, she's deep into him, and like she knows that some other woman gave him this talisman, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, she's departing, uh, and so she's like, ah, eh, I got an departing, in. eh? <laughs> yeah. So you need a replacement. When's, uh, when's I got this. I got a talisman I can give you. Uh, the biggest thing, the last thing I'm going to mention that is added in the extended edition is Saruman's death. Really? It leaves it open-ended in the original. It's like, is he Does still it? out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. When I watched That's it, so it's actually weird. very graphic because my kid, my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was like, oh, I didn't know that was coming. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so one of the things I actually got this time that I had never really thought about before was the ring does not actually melt. The ring does not become destroyed until Frodo decides to actually live. 
I don't know if you noticed that, but like the ring's just like sitting there on the lava until Frodo finally decides, okay, I have to put my hand up and I have to go on with my life. Because like you're just like, oh, Frodo's just going to die. He's just in the pits of despair and all this. Uh, And then he decides to to actually make a choice to live. And then the ring goes. I don't know what to think of that. Uh, And I don't know if there's anything about that in the book because it has been a while since I've actually. Well, I will say this. Uh, Peter Jackson, uh, there is an alternate ending. Is there really? Um, oh, uh, now I'm very curious. I've never even heard of this. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't big on watching like uh, uh, extra features on okay. Blu-rays and stuff well, like that. Well, it was actually so. an interview oh, maybe okay. years after. Oh, really? I don't think it's. I don't think there's footage for it. Okay. Um, but yeah, Frodo kills Gollum uh, and the ring purposefully. Like, with like so like he gives the ring to Gollum and then pushes him in the lava yes. or something. Wow. And the reason they decided not to go with it is because it wasn't Tolkien, is what he said. Yeah, it's it, it, that's like it revenge. Was, it was like or... a cool. It was a cool idea. Like it's yeah, because like, you do hate him. You yeah, do, yeah, yeah, like you really. At a, you're at a point at the end where you're just like, how many times is he going to double cross? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like, and Frodo's always like, well, I understand because the ring is really hard, and like, it's like, <laughs> I, I like I said, I watched with my son, and he's not, you know, he's a boy. Yeah, uh, so he does kind of have these. Violent tendencies. Aggressive. He's yeah, aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. Compared to, you know, my daughter. Uh, but there was Snips a point and where... snails and puppy dog tails. Let's... <laughs> he was like, just kill him! <laughs> and I'm like, you know, he's little. He's like kindergarten age, right? Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. They should just kill him! And I'm like, well, that's not what happens, but it will... originally they were going to. Don't be so easy to deal out death. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> what's, what's your boy going to think of when he watches the others? That's what I'm curious about. Well, he didn't finish it with me. Okay. Um, he, uh, but there was a point where he was watching, like, uh, you know, Gollum turn on them, like, constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like... Like, every 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, him and his little, the bipolar thing. It was wasn't Gus! It's like, they should just kill him. <laughs> <laughs> or at least put him in a straitjacket, locking him away. He's obviously not your friend. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, the, uh, the alternate ending is... Kind of. I mean, you know, it, it would actually have been pretty satisfying. Mm. But, yeah, Peter Jackson said it's just not Tolkien-ish. Mm. So they yeah. they did not go with it. I can understand that. Um, oh, absolutely. I thought that there really is something, uh, like, tragic about the... So, like, we can, we can lead up to this. But, like, you talk about um, Gollum betraying them all the time. And Frodo always backing off from killing him. Uh, and... You know the first the first level of that is well he's listening to what um, to what Gandalf told him that you shouldn't be so easy to deal out death just because someone else has gone through something that you you know are disgusted by. Oh, you're talking about like when Frodo's like you know so you should kill him. Yes, yeah, so yeah. just kill him. And 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 Gandalf's like uh, I don't think you really know what you're talking about mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could have that level, but you could also have the level of. The ring is trying to find a way back to Sauron, and it knows Frodo's not going to Sauron, which is why it's calling to other people to come get the ring. And Gollum is always there. And the ring could always nudge Frodo and be like, oh yeah, look how difficult it is to deal with me. Like, that's why Gollum is the way he is. So you should take compassion on him. So the ring is actually pushing him to have compassion so he doesn't kill Gollum, because maybe Gollum can get the ring and be caught again. Because... 
the ring is having such a difficult time dealing with Frodo, which is why it's getting heavier and it's got this yeah, enormous cool. burden around his neck that's literally cutting into his neck. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot there. And then just the fact that Gollum finally gets the ring and is so overcome with euphoria about it that he actually falls to his doom is like there's something about that, uh, about the idea of like your addictions will in the end destroy you. And, you know, the moment you go back to them, it might it might be that time. Um, you know, I actually do know uh, somebody who recently had a very, very uh, traumatic experience, uh, you know, uh, going back to an addiction that was eight years, um, eight years. He had been sober for eight years and he is currently in a facility because uh, it was it was bad to the point where he was in a coma for like six weeks and he's not really able to care for himself right now and it's not clear how much brain damage he has so it's just like this is a real thing this is things that people deal with on a daily basis and to see this portrayed so well both in Gollum but also in Frodo and also in Bilbo where you have Bilbo Mm -hmm. every time the ring comes up he he's like twisted into this something else you know it's it's just done so well uh it we we shouldn't pass it up and like that's what I like about these movies. They're not just kids' movies. They're actually they are kids' movies. You can watch them as a kid and just enjoy it. But there's real depth. There's real depth here. There's real human exploration here. Uh, and so yeah, that's just one of the things I like about it so much. Um, my my son did enjoy the uh, the big battle scene, which is yep. the longest battle scene in history. Film. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the whole time yeah, it's he's not like, like Stalingrad or anything. Come he on. was, you know, they keep showing uh, like Aowen and like you know like in different shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, why didn't? How did they not know that she's a she's a girl? Yeah, I'm like, well, you know, there's a lot of people. Like yeah, there's like, <laughs> and a lot of people have long hair in these areas. Like and her 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 cousin has long hair. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Carl gets, Urban. Oh, one of my favorite actors. <laughs> He's great. He's great in uh, this. I don't know if you've ever seen... I know you haven't seen The Boys. Um, I have not. But, I mean, he... Uh, very different character in that film. Oh, okay. Or in that TV show. <laughs> Probably one of the best shows on Prime. Mm. To be fair. So anyway, uh, yeah, there's a point where she... You know, the whole um, I am no man. Right? Yeah. I am um, no man. And then there was a, a point smidge, where... She, a smidge of cringe in there. Yeah, but, he liked it. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> I works. Was like, I was like, hey... Uh, no man can kill him. And he was like, she's not a man. And then it was right after that when she does that line. And, you know, it's good. It's yeah, good like, for that Honestly, line. back in 2003, that was that was great. Yeah, was I liked great. it a lot. Yeah, Nowadays, it's very annoying because of all the it, other things going on It right doesn't now, hold so. up in the same way because we're looking at it through modern lenses. Yeah, and kind which of, is the wrong it, way to do it. It's inappropriate that yeah. we do that. We need to quit doing that. Um, the Return of the King earned $377 million in the U.S. and Canada. This is where it gets interesting. 763 worldwide, making it a $1.14 billion film. Oh, wait. So the worldwide does not include domestic. What? You said 7.3, and then that made it a billion-dollar film. 377 plus 763. Okay. Together. Yeah. With their powers combined, it's a (laughs) $1.1 million film. Or a billion-dollar film. Uh, it is the uh, only the second film in history at that point to break a billion to break a billion dollars. Huh. Number one, of course, being the most romantic film of all time, which is Titanic, which I walked out on uh, when I watched it uh, as a 
as a young man on a date. I have still only seen, uh, <laughs> I would say, about the first hour and ten of that movie. Well, it is the... Uh, it's because I'm, I'm a swine, so... There you whatever. go. 24th highest grossing film of all time, uh, when non-adjusted, when non-adjusted okay. for inflation. Yeah. Uh, and it, of course, is the highest grossing film of 2003, the second highest grossing film of the 2000 era... And it is the highest-grossing Lord of the Rings film in the trilogy as well. Okay. Uh, highest-grossing film by New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema is... Uh, they're not really... Are they around? No. Eh, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> what, what are they making? I mean... It's... Uh, you know, there's been... With uh, with Time Warner and... They ought to rebrand themselves as Old Line Cinema. Oh. It'd be great. <laughs> uh, you know, New Line Cinema to me actually has a pretty interesting history like one of their their first big franchises was nightmare on elm street okay yeah uh moved on to the classic live action teenage mutant ninja turtles nice nice um (laughs) then they were bought by turner and time warner and that's when they came out with lord of the rings and then they officially merged with warner brothers and they put together the golden compass which was um Mm -hmm. a train wreck to be honest was it oh yeah oh okay oh yeah i covered it in this season. Oh, so I need to go, go back you and listen to You need to actually listen to the show. Earlier. Everybody out there is yelling, yes, yes, it was bad. Um, so now they they kind of give um, they kind of give properties. They don't necessarily want to have that the WB seal. They want to have like an additional seal, different studio. Uh, so like Shazam is part of that mm. new line brand. Um, it. Okay. It films are part the of the new ones line. or the old yeah, ones? Yeah, the new okay. ones. Uh, the Hobbit, obviously. Uh, the Conjuring universe. I don't know how many of those there are. Three, four, three. I think they were up to four when I was still working at Best Buy. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. pretty sure. So anyway, uh, the highest grossing films from New Line: Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, 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 Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, hmm. and then It. Yeah. Which you know, it, I liked. I liked 2017 It. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't seen them. Uh, Just not my style of film. I don't like the book. I I tried so hard to read that book when I was in high school. I think I got like 400 pages in. I was like, when is something going to happen in this book? Uh, it was still just like introducing characters. I know. I went on and on and on about how Fellowship is all about introducing characters. But stuff happens in Fellowship. So let's be clear. Like, I don't know. Stephen King just doesn't work for me. And that's fine. I know Obvious. a lot of people like Stephen King. He doesn't like Stephen it's King. It's fine. It's weird. I, you know, he, I think it's personal. It's definitely um, personal. But he New offended Cin- me deeply personally. New Line Cinema has always been considered, quote, uh, the house that Freddie built. Mm. And, you know, I still think it's, I still think they, they, they should continue to just focus on uh, Freddie. I really wish. We <laughs> just, keep getting these Halloween movies. Freddy movies. We keep getting these horrible Halloween movies. Supposedly like, this one's the last. <gasps> it's, yeah, and it's the worst. All right. Until next Halloween. Oh, no. Don't tell me that. Don't say that. Uh, critical response, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is down when it comes to Return of the King. What do you mean? I'm getting a 404 error. So. Oh, wait. Hold there on. it is. Okay. So 93%, 86% for the audience. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. See about so the negative So you would think reviews. there's some negatives, right? Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, time out, quote. This is from 2006. Some story strands are crudely abbreviated. Others fail to develop elements that were already well established. 
Okay, so you watched the regular edition. Well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Newark Star Ledger. So, Newark. I mean, just one of our top papers. So, Newark, New Jersey, I'm assuming. The world's paper is what The world's called. paper. <laughs> Quote, like all the other installments in the saga, The Return of the King is part of a good movie, but only mediocre on its own, full of awkward pauses and redundancies. Awkward pauses? I, okay, this is a good point. Uh, and redundancies? Rewatching these for the podcast. Yeah. I have never respected Ian McKellen more than after watching this. Yeah, yeah. It is just like... It's it's a tour de force. It's next level. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when you watch Westworld and, you know, Anthony Hopkins has his scenes and you're just like... You can make him talking as an episode. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> there are just... Uh, yeah, uh, Ian McKellen really just blows it out of the water. It's next level. Yeah. I mean, it's it really is, and it's hard to. And I, I'm also. So, oh, it's an awkward pause because I'm not. I'm, I'm expecting him to to deliver a line rather than to show me with his face what's going on. Right. <laughs> like, um. So anyway, I, that's one thing I'd like to take out of this is uh, honestly, everybody. You know, I'm not a huge Elijah Wood fan. I don't have, you know, Elijah Wood stuff in my room or anything, <laughs> but. This is, you know, this is good work on everybody involved, even Sam Wise. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he was able to portray a uh, jerk. Even the, <laughs> the guy who played Denethor, uh, I thought was really, really good. Like, you really hate him. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah he's uh, he's in a few things that I've seen separately. Fringe. Yeah, Fringe. The one that I the know about. One. Yeah. Fringe is, uh, he's so good in that. You know, but, it, <laughs> but if, you, if you have that in your mind, yeah. you know, from this... It could take you out of it. Really? Oh, okay. You know, just don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, He doesn't yeah. look, yeah. you know, he looks different. He's got short <laughs> hair. <laughs> like, I'm watching Fringe and I'm like, is he going to burn his son alive in Fringe? <laughs> is he going to burn Dawson Creek? <laughs> Dawson's friend? What's his name in Dawson's Creek? I don't know. I yeah, never saw do. Dawson's yeah, Creek. Yeah, you do. You got it. You got a Dawson's Creek post. I'm hiding. I'm hiding. <laughs> Uh, so that's really the only negatives. Um, you know, there's a lot of things. Uh, village voice, very, very opulent. Uh, <laughs> quote, this Krakatoa is at once exhausting and riveting. That's fair. That's actually very fair. Uh, and I'm a little surprised that none of these negative reviews have gone really into the end. Well, I mean, that's there's kind of a negative there aspect. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like none of these negative reviews have gone into the end of the movie because that is the one thing I could see people are like, all right, the movie's over. Like let's just get finished with the sobbing about all this and just move on. Well, do you think um, it would have benefited like, for them to go the route of the book as opposed to no. making like this voyage? No. Uh, in order for them to go to the route of the book, they would have had to make a fourth film. <laughs> they would have had to make a fourth film. And it would have been very anticlimactic. So that's part of it, though. Part of it, I don't. I, I get the impression. I'd have to go back and read it. But I, I got the impression when I was reading it the last time that Tolkien is not saying that there's anything super drastic about what's going on, but that the threats to the home front are real, and mm -hmm. that uh, if you are not like, even if you are taking care of things, taking care of the your nation's interests abroad domestically they might the the rot might fester so you have to be careful and it works in a book 
uh, because in a book, you're kind of there to experience these characters from the inner side. In terms of film, it's very difficult to give you a character's inner experience. You get all of their external experience, and you might get like a hint of what they're going through on the inside. That's the one thing that Elijah Wood did really well. Uh, and to a certain extent, Sean Astin as well, like just dealing with the anguish of this yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, he just doesn't like Sean Astin. You know, Rudy! It's funny. When, Rudy! You know, I, Rudy is not one of my films. Um, but I, I, I love The Goonies. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, yeah. And I was never happier than when he was killed in Stranger Things. <laughs> so anyway, um, who's your favorite Hobbit? I said I was going to ask. Uh, I think it's going to have to be... I think Meriadoc is like the the most fun Hobbit because like he's he's sharp, but uh, he's not like he's also goofy. It's really difficult to love Frodo and Sam. No, no, my favorite's Pippin. That's why I'm asking. Oh, okay, yeah, I could I could see Pippin because P- Pippin's just kind of like a thoughtless dummy. Yeah, but always. he's also like he's he's got some bravery. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got, he's got bravery and he's well he he does have a singing voice. We found out. Oh yeah. Um, not just fit for a tavern. Uh, I think Mary uh, is is the one that I like the best though, because he seems to he knows what's going on. Whereas like Pippin, like he's Pippin half. He's the good time, with whatever. Pippin half the time he has no idea what's going but on. But I feel like he does. I just think that he's not. You know, like especially yeah. when Samwise goes and gets the girl so, like, at the bar. It, so that's how much Ian McKellen impressed you is that you still like Gandalf, even though Gandalf has poured abuse on Pippin throughout but these he three knew that films. He could take it. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> it made him a better person. That is true. It really yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, and like know, by the end, like, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. he's, he's, you know, and they, so Aragorn is rushing to meet the horde. He kind of took men they, as a father. And those two are the one who, who run out the first. Yeah, right. basically yeah. father figure. They yeah. are the first two. It's, yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, good to know. Good to know that we both like the two <laughs> that aren't like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam and Frodo, like, they're good characters, but like, they're just. They go through so much hell that yeah. like it's really difficult to be like, oh yeah, I really like those. Oh, man, yeah, I really, I, remember that time I really love seeing Frodo when, just being absolutely beat into the dirt. Yeah, do you remember when Samwise was carrying him, man? <laughs> yeah. That was the best scene, man. And it's then like, like no. uh, you know, he he keeps having the courage to like beat up Gollum, but doesn't actually kill him. You know. <laughs> All right, let's talk about awards because awards matter, right? They used to. That's, that is what we established the other day. All right, so we, we learned that Fellowship and Two Towers, they won a handful of awards. Yeah, a smattering. Um, let's go over the awards that um, this was uh, nominated and won. I'm only going to do Academy uh, because also the Academy Awards used to matter, if you can imagine. If you can think back that much time. It's been a while. Academy Awards used to be a big deal. <laughs> All right, so it was nominated for Best Visual Effects. If you can keep a tally. Do you have hands? Yeah, I have or, hands. Okay, we'll do hands. Uh, nominated for Visual Effects. Nominated for Sound Mixing. Nominated for Original Song. Nominated for Original Score. Howard Shore. Wonderful work. Uh, nominated for Best Makeup. Nominated for Film Editing. Costume Design. Art Direction. Adapted Screenplay. Director. And Picture. So that's 11. So nominated for 11. It won all of them. <laughs> were, were, were there other categories that year? I mean, uh, it didn't win any. It wasn't nominated for acting. Oh, okay. It won all of them. That is so crazy. It won everything it was nominated for. <laughs> 11. <laughs> it went 11 for 11. <laughs> but the other ones didn't. 
Is that the winningest film of all time? I mean, that's a good question. Because yeah, that's that's a lot of things to win for. Winningest, winningest film of all time. Film of all time. Academy Academy, Academy Awards. As of October 2022, three films tied for having the most Academy Awards of all time. Uh, Ben-Hur in 1959 and The Lord of the Rings Return of the King in 2003. And the third to tie is Titanic, all receiving 11 Oscars. Okay, I mean, despite me having not seen Titanic, I'm assuming that it's as good as the others. So, I mean. Yeah, I love Ben-Hur, I love Titanic, and I love The Return of the King. Yeah, that's impressive. Do you think there will ever be a film? Absolutely that, not. That comes close again? <laughs> we have movies that win awards that nobody watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. So we're in a different world. It's, it's a, yeah. The only time that this is going to happen is if it's totally fake. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is These are real deal. Like, I, you know, I made fun of Titanic. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's good. It's a good. It's a good flick. Yeah. yeah I, I suppose. I have not watched it. So. Well. We'll have to rectify that. <laughs> oh, boy. I guess I know what we're doing next. <laughs> <laughs> I could not. I could not. Uh, we'll watch the sequel, Titanic 2. Titaniker? <laughs> More Titanic. More Titaniker. Um, so what do we got? We got uh, me doing the five armies tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! <laughs> That's the s- third. 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 That's yeah. the third. Okay. So me doing... The Battle of the Five, five Armies. Wait, 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 no. Third is the Desolation of Smaug. No. Smaug. That's number two. That's number two? Yeah. Why would you have a, a term like Desolation as the second of your three well, it's films? it's just about the dragon. It's not about... Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. All right. So I'm going to do the Battle of the Five Armies tomorrow. Uh, you'll be back on October 30th to do House the Black the Queen, House of the Dragon. I have... I will... I will watch it after... Well, I have to watch it tonight. Yeah. Um, it's time. Or maybe tomorrow night. But, um, yeah, so, and then we have, uh, of course, our big special on October 31st. And that'll lead us into the fall break? When's winter? Uh, I think winter technically starts... Late uh, December. No. Is it late December? I thought it was, like, mid-November. No. No. I could could be wrong. Well, yeah, that is the time change. I always look forward to that. That's the good one. First day. First day of winter, December 21st. Really? Yeah. My brain is so broken by that. So we're going on our break. We'll be back um, in the winter, really. We'll be back in January um, with a new new format. We're arguing over the format. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Ryan is arguing with himself over the format. JT is just saying, okay, I mean, whatever you want to do. Well, you know, my wife chimed in. I mean, if I really don't like it, I can just be like, all right, you can do that yourself. I'm out of here. That's true. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take my blank paycheck and go home. What did, what did my wife want? She wanted us to do uh, remakes. Just talk about remakes. Like the remakes of movies? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. And you except... want to do like a soap opera. <laughs> uh, yes, I wanted to do a soap a opera. Comedy soap opera. Uh, yeah. I wanted us to write and produce a soap opera. That's, yeah, he that wanted a wanted. production. She wanted same old, same old. And I, I just want to do something different where I can talk about everything in, under the sun, you know? Yeah. Be it, uh, be it movies, TV, So we're going to talk about music. the photosynthetic process. That's basically what it is in January. So <laughs> it'll be something new, you know, something new. 
Uh, but we will we'll, the uh, the finale will be pretty much a preview of uh, things to come uh, because the episode on the thirty first will be in that vein. Is mm. all I'm going to say. Uh, but we'll be back. Uh, you'll be back, House of the Dragon. I'll be House back tomorrow. House of the Dragon. And uh, it'll be good to talk about that. Good to finally watch it. Probably have Prince Matt Smith in this next episode. Uh, or King. It could be King Matt Smith, I suppose. Or they all die. Or they all die. Yeah, We'll find out. Um, this is a show where you don't actually know what's going to happen. Whereas the other show we reviewed, you kind of knew what was going to happen. I don't know. It's weird. The first Rings of Power episode, I talked about Halbrand uh, being Sauron. And then what do you know? You know? Wait a minute. Are you saying he was Sauron? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Good writing is all I'm saying. Um, so I will see you tomorrow. Uh, we'll see you in two days and then three days for the big finale uh, where we will celebrate Halloween in our in our own little fashion. Uh, salutations. Anything you want to add about The Return of the King? The the One of the best films of all time. Yeah. To uh, 11 Academy Awards. Yeah. Back when it meant something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think it's great. And... For the, like, like I said on some of the others, if you haven't seen the extended editions, give them a try. They're really good. Yeah, it's actually um, very important besides that whole mouth thing. Yeah. I thought the mouth thing was was uh, properly creepy and weird. I can understand why it would be disturbing if your your boy watched it with you. Uh, but uh, I think it was But good. I will say, I will, I will end with this. Uh, as soon as he didn't watch the ring get destroyed, because, uh, I don't know, something. But attention span. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but he watched like some battles. He watched AON stuff. He watched uh, a bunch of Legolas stuff, mm-hmm. right? Which is very. I'm assuming he watched the. Uh, was he at all uh, afraid of the the going and retrieving the ghost army thing? Or uh... no, he was confused. He thought it was dumb. Actually, oh okay, yeah. Um, I can see that the skull thing was a bit. When I watched, it, I was like, oh, I totally forgot about this. This yeah. is like cool but it's like that's totally a throwback to old peter jackson films right he kind of thought it was silly yeah it's funny yeah the reason he was into it is because teen titans go did a like why like who actually stacked up the just the skulls i mean what do they have a room for the arm bones (laughs) yeah it was very weird just skulls just skulls but anyway so uh, and then he he uh he wanted me to show him some sauron stuff because he everybody was talking about him but Mm -hmm. he didn't watch the first movie yeah so I showed him, and immediately he wanted a Sauron plushie. Okay. Uh, so, you mean like a, a, a... Stuffed animal. Statue with no, the eye? Stuffed animal. Oh, okay. So Sauron he's... with the crown. Yeah, okay. So... You gotta guess... go find one. No, there are plenty. Are there? Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I'm just, I'm just out of the trinket market everything ends with a plushie with him yeah you know, you can see i uh you know i had to watch gremlins last season when i talked about gremlins and uh now i got a, a spike plushie right over there i know to get on your good side i should uh i should bring him a uh a hobbs plushie no oh, you have one of these <laughs> no but i have seen them oh really so yeah wow all right <laughs> um so yeah we will be back i will be back and then we'll have the big finale on halloween so uh thank you for listening as always adios be well